Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Wake up! Wake up! Mike Mulligan, David Hall. Super Bowl 58 is underway. Shotgun snap, they throw laterally. Caught by Jennings, who then throws back the other way. Caught on the far side, McCaffrey, 25, 20, 15, 10. Broke a tackle on the number five. Touchdown, San Francisco. The Niners have just scored the first touchdown of Super Bowl 58. Mahomes in the gun, first and 10. The snap, packed his arm, throws end zone. Caught, touchdown. Backpedaling, two-handed grab. Marquez, Valdez, Scantling. Low shotgun snap, line fly throw, caught at the five, between the hash marks, breaking the tackle, Jennings, goal line, twisting, touchdown, San Francisco. The Niners have recaptured the lead in the fourth quarter in Super Bowl 58. This will be a 29-yarder to tie Super Bowl 58. Butker, the snap is good, the kick is up, the kick is perfect, and we are tied. The Niners are going to crowd around their quarterback on a first and 10 from the 25. The clock will go to zero. It expires, and we are smack dab in the middle of overtime. In the shotgun, Mahomes, four-man front, receiver in motion, low snap. He runs and he throws, caught, touchdown, it's caught. Hardman caught the ball, the Chiefs have won, the Chiefs have won. Their third Super Bowl in five years. The Chiefs are back to back. Start your mornings with Mully and Haw, 5.30 till 10 a.m. on 670 The Score. Chiefs Kingdom! Y'all hear this? Let's go. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Good Monday morning, Chicago. I am David Haw. Mully out today. Hope he's feeling better soon. We have a Super Bowl champion, and we have a Super Bowl that will be remembered. We had a game that, after a very ordinary start, after a very sluggish beginning, lived up to the hype. We have a game that made you watch until the last snap, and we have a champion that the new champion, same as the old champion, the Chiefs win it again, 25-22 on the last play of overtime. Three seconds left. McCole Hardman on a three-yard touchdown pass from Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes refused to be denied. 49ers better team. 49ers better roster. 49ers better lot of things. Chiefs have Mahomes. That was the difference. There are a lot of ways that we will break this down. There are a lot of things to look at. Kyle Shanahan, what are you doing in overtime? Why are you taking the ball? Why are you taking the ball in overtime, given the rules and how that changes the dynamic of everything? I know he said afterward that they looked at the analytics. They looked at the numbers. They talked about it as a staff. He also said they don't have a lot of experience in that area. Oh, you think? 
Why would you not want to play defense first so you know what you have to do? It changes the dynamic of every decision. It's fourth and four from the nine. You kick a field goal when you take the ball because you have to get points. If it's fourth and four from the nine and you've got to get a touchdown, you're going to try to score a touchdown. I don't know what the 49ers were thinking, and Kyle Shanahan left again to explain another Super Bowl loss. But let's face it. The Chiefs won this game more than the 49ers lost this game. The Chiefs won this game because of the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. This is what it felt like in Chicago during the Jordan years. This is what it felt like when you knew that you always are going to have a chance. You were likely to prevail because you had the best competitor, the best competitor on the planet. The most skilled leader who's a better leader than he is even a quarterback. A guy who refuses to let your team lose. And that is Patrick Mahomes. You got to give him credit. Here in Chicago, that is the, that is the highest praise you can put on another athlete to compare him to Jordan. And Patrick Mahomes is right in the midst of his Jordan-esque phase of, of, of his career. 25-22, and it was all Mahomes all the time. You look at the numbers, and, and you think, well, okay, 34-46, 3-33. He had the bad pick. He was due. He had two touchdown passes to the final one to Hardman, the other one to Valdez-Scantling. What was interesting about those two receivers, neither one of them was Travis Kelsey. We'll get to him in a moment. Marquez Valdez-Scantling and McCole Hardman, who started the season with the Jets, by the way. I think he liked his career path this season. Back with the Chiefs, back where he belongs, back on the podium celebrating another Super Bowl. But these are guys that let everyone down. During the season. These are guys who drop passes that they should have caught. These are guys that a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of teams might have given up on. Not Mahomes. Mahomes talked about it during the year. This guy is the consummate leader. And he kept on believing in his receivers. And that belief paid off. That belief paid off when they needed it most. Patrick Mahomes led the Chiefs down the field when they needed him most. And what we have is back-to-back Super Bowl champions, a chance for a three-peat next year. Who's going to count them out? They're not favored right now. The 49ers, of course, are favored to win the Super Bowl. The 49ers will be favored to get there. They'll be favored going into the game, and then they'll have a 10-point lead, and something Kyle Shanahan will do will cause somebody else to win it. I'm sorry, but that's the way you feel this morning if you're a 49er fan. If you're a football fan, 49ers had that game. The Chiefs overcome another 10-point deficit. Patrick Mahomes now has done that in every Super Bowl that he's won. He's got three and counting. Three in five seasons. We are sitting here in Chicago. We are broadcasting live for the Hyundai Score studio. Brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. We are in downtown Chicago in the Prudential Center. We know what a dynasty looks like because we just, after the Bulls dynasty in the 90s, went through this with the Blackhawks. They had three and six seasons from 2010 to 2015 
The Blackhawks won three times. What do we call them? Dynasty. Last night, it, the confetti had barely hit the ground, and we were using the D word. Three and five years in the NFL, the most, the most powerful league in all of professional sports. The toughest, I don't know if it's the toughest championship to win, but certainly is the one that catches the most eyeballs and probably garners the most respect. The Chiefs are on top. And I don't think they have any chance, rather than having any intention, of going back down. This was a phenomenal performance by Patrick Mahomes when he needed to be phenomenal. This was him coming through in the clutch, just like he knew that he would. I, I found it interesting how many people, like myself, picked the Chiefs because of Mahomes and then went into the game feeling kind of skittish because that was a popular pick. I think yesterday I was not able to make the score event uh, at Benchmark. Great event. Dustin ran the show like a maestro. And everybody, correct me if I'm wrong, Dustin, everybody picked the Chiefs. Everybody picked the Chiefs. Everybody picked the Chiefs. And when that happens, you're like, uh, don't feel very good about that. Because you want to, you can't all be right, especially that crew. Well, that's why they got those really fancy hotels like Circa in Las Vegas. Exactly. Can't be right. And then you think, well, all right, everyone is buying into the same idea. The 49ers have the better roster. They had the better talent. They had more weapons. Oh, by the way, Kyle Shannon, that number 23 – he was the offensive player of the year. What happened to him in the third quarter? Where'd he go? What happened? Why did Christian McCaffrey not get the ball or only get the ball like three times after he scored a touchdown? Did, did like Kyle Shanahan have any time touchdown Christian McCaffrey and check a box and forget about him? Like everybody else probably did who bet on FanDuel or wherever you bet. Christian McCaffrey scores the touchdown and disappears. Where'd he go? Is it too easy to be critical of Kyle Shanahan this morning? Is that just a lazy approach? Maybe it is. But that's my first reaction. was like, where did McCaffrey go? And then why did you take the ball? And then what happened to your lead? Another 10-point lead evaporated. So it's just as easy to be critical of the 49ers as it is to be complimentary of the Kansas City Chiefs. But I do believe this was a game the Chiefs went out and seized the opportunity. They met the moment. And this is what champions do. This is what champions do. They go out and they realize or they treat every opportunity to play for a title like a sacred opportunity. And Patrick Mahomes never disappoints. This never disappoints. And he found his guy, Travis Kelsey. And down the stretch, Kelsey, one catch in the first half. One catch. Then he came out at halftime, probably roughed up Andy Reid at halftime. What was that? What was that on the sidelines? We'll talk about it in the pick six. No professional athlete should be bumping his coach. You want to get in his face. It's an emotional game. Fine. 
don't be bumping this, your coach. I don't care who you are. That's not right. But after halftime, they make the adjustments. Andy Reid made more adjustments, and maybe it's just because they moved the ball better. But Andy Reid made the requisite adjustments, and the offense clicked in the second half. Kelsey ends up with nine catches. And looks like a very typical Travis Kelsey game. Ten targets, nine receptions. And he didn't get in the end zone, but he did make an impact. How about Patrick Mahomes leading the Chiefs in rushing? This is what I'm talking about. Champions do whatever they have to do. They make the right football play. LeBron in the game seven. LeBron in the final possession. Passing when he should be shooting. Some people say, what are you doing? He's making the right basketball play. It works out. Patrick Mahomes running when he needed to run on fourth down. I'm not taking the ball out of his hands. Andy Reid's smarter than that. Matt Nagy's smarter than that. Patrick Mahomes gets it done with his legs, keeps the drive alive. Then all of a sudden, boom, tucks and runs because he doesn't want to throw an interception. You saw when he dropped in the pocket how tempted he was to go down the field. That might have been a pick. Might have been a pick. He wasn't going to throw a pick. He already made his mistake. He was entitled one. He didn't make two. Patrick Mahomes, with his legs, with his arm, with his heart, led the, bull, led the, led the Chiefs. <laughs> Freudian slip. Willed the Chiefs to victory. Their third championship in five seasons and now let the dynasty talk begin. Pretty good game overall. Pretty good game. Started slow. Finish strong. We're going to talk about all that. We've got a packed show today with Molly out, Brad Biggs, 7 o'clock, Dan Pompey, 745. Going to talk to him about Steve Mongo McMichael, Devin Hester getting into the Hall of Fame. Dan Pompey played a major role, sometimes gets overlooked about the things that go on behind the scenes. Going to talk to Dan about all that. Alex Gold, a guy in Kansas City. I wonder if he's gone to bed yet. Maybe not. It's Vegas. It's, it's he's on a red eye. He's red on a red eye, eye? after the game. They were on a red eye back to Kansas City. Wow, that's bad travel planning. Well, I wonder how that ended up working out. Did he get there because, because of the length of the game? It was a long game. I loved it. I, I mean, it was the second overtime game in Super Bowl history. Longest game in NFL history. Longest game in NFL history. Super Bowl history. Super Bowl history. And the other Super Bowl overtime game also was a game that Kyle Shanahan was on the losing end of. I'm sorry. Is he still a stud? I don't think so. I think he lose stud how status. Damaging, how damaging was that? I, unfortunately, I think it's going to be more damaging today. Feel, it feels like it's more damaging today than it probably will be. This is overreaction Monday. Every Monday after an NFL game is going to be overreaction Monday. And this may be unfair. But what I said will stand in every conversation 49ers fans have about that game and when it got away from them. The third quarter, Christian McCaffrey had like three touches after he scored a touchdown going into the fourth quarter. And then let's talk about this for a second. It's overtime. You know the rules. Rules have changed. It's not like, oh, boy, first guy to get the ball wins. And then we have the entire discussion that's mind-numbing. Oh, boy, you know, the other team didn't get the chance to touch the ball. Those are bad discussions. They changed the rules. They changed the rules for a reason. 
As they should have, yes. As they should have. It was a good rules change, but it also involves now a, a new approach. What do you do if you win the coin flip? Do you take the ball? Now, I want to understand this, and, and, and it was late, and obviously we have to get up early, so I didn't see everything post game. I want to understand this. If the rationale was rooted in the idea that the 49er defense was tired, maybe they were tired after the long drive by the Chiefs because overtime turned into a two-possession affair. The 49ers had a 13-play drive. A 13-play drive that ate up a lot of clock, and then the Chiefs get the ball back, and they have their own long drive. And you look at that, and you think, well, maybe, maybe at the end of regulation, Kyle Shanahan concluded that his defense was tired after being on the field for 11 plays and giving up the Butker 29-yard field goal with three seconds left to tie it and send it into overtime. So maybe that's part of it. I could buy that a little bit, but it cost you. I think it cost you. And I want to know if people think, and we'll get to the phone calls and we get some reaction in the next hour, but I wonder if that is fair to question taking the ball because it's aggressive, yes, but it changes the dynamic. And when you have fourth and four at the nine-yard line and you're Kyle Shanahan at the end of that long drive, you got to settle for a field goal. If you were – if you are in a different situation and the Chiefs get the ball first, they score a touchdown, and it's fourth and fourth and nine, you're not kicking a field goal. You're playing for your life. The Chiefs had an advantage because it became four-down territory wherever they were and whatever the circumstances were. Fourth and one in overtime in their own territory, they're not punting. They're not going home. you gotta, you got to convert. So – When you have fourth and one at the 34-yard line, you keep it in Patrick Mahomes' hands, and you do a little rollout, and he gets you eight yards, and you keep the chains moving. I think it changes the dynamic. Am I overstating that, Dustin? I don't think so, no. It's it's, it's really interesting, but also it depends on your team, right? It depends on how dynamic you think your team is because if if Mahomes, if you give Mahomes the ball in overtime – Mm-hmm. And he marches that team down the field and scores a touchdown. How tough is that to kind of rebound rebound from? The, the, if anything, that's where I think it, it's the it's a mindset kind of a thing. So, and I think they thought, I think the 49ers thought that they would get the ball twice. They they would have the opportunity. Okay, we'll do what we do. Hopefully our defense, but you know, listen, they they had the chance to win the game, like you mentioned. Right. They they could not the 49ers could not stop Patrick Mahomes when it mattered most. And three times down the stretch. Right. So after the after the missed extra point, field goal. Then after another field goal by the 49ers, you gave Patrick Mahomes the ball with two minutes to play, just under two minutes, 152. Yep. Goes right down the field. And, you know, listen, they were they were lucky that they didn't score the touchdown there. They were. I think that's a good point. The 49ers are going to lament all offseason how mistakes led to their loss. McCaffrey doesn't fumble. He fumbled. That was a surprise. 
Nobody sees that. He never fumbles. But nothing was done with the fumble, right? No, it wasn't. Right? But it also it, it robbed you of an opportunity. Right. It robbed the 49ers it, it of an took opportunity, the op- right? It mm-hmm. took, took the 49ers out of a scoring chance. They muff a punt. Mm. Can't do that in a Super Bowl. Oh, calamity! Oh, calamity indeed. Kevin Harlan is great. Let's take a moment to bow at the feet of Kevin Harlan. He is fantastic. We'll get into what CBS brought to the broadcast and how I thought Tony Romo didn't have a terrible day. We'll do some of that during the show. But Kevin Harlan on Westwood One, if you listen to the game on the radio, on the score, these very airwaves, you were, you were treated to a, a master at his craft. He was at the top of his game as he continues to be. Kevin Harlan, it doesn't get much better than that. Back to the 49ers for a second. They have the muff fumble. The Chiefs take advantage because they, they're going to make you pay. They're opportunistic. They know what to do. They're championship experienced. They, they are, you don't pass up opportunities like that, so they took advantage. And then, you know, we're having a very different conversation this morning about Kyle Shanahan, about Brock Purdy, who was good enough. I think Brock Purdy was good enough yesterday to win the game. I think it changes the complexion of his offseason. He wasn't the reason they lost. We're having a very different conversation this morning about Brock Purdy, about Kyle Shanahan, and about the San Francisco 49ers if they don't have a blocked PAT. If they don't have a blocked PAT when they scored with 11-27 left in the fourth quarter to make it 16-13 instead of 17-13, then a lot of things go different, I think. A lot of things go different because the Chiefs marched down, tied the game 16 all with 549 left on a 24-yard field goal on fourth and six from the six. They don't kick that field goal if it's 17-13. I don't, I don't think Andy Reid does that. I don't think he's kicking a field goal with less than six minutes to go at the six-yard line. What do you think? I think he's probably going for it. I think he's probably trying to score. I think his whole mindset on that drive is different if it's 17 to 13 rather than 16 to 13. He knows that Butker's getting automatic. Butker kicked a field goal from 57 yards. This guy's crazy good. And then you're in a different situation because the blocked field, the blocked PAT changed everything. So Moody was three for three from 55, 53, and 27. One for two and extra points. That, that miss is going to haunt him, even though it probably wasn't his fault. I, I, I'm not an expert. What did it look like? Low trajectory, miss block. I, I believe it was a low kick. It was a low kick. Low kick. I, you're going to sit with that all off season because if it's 17 to 13, it's a different scenario. It is a different different scenario and that also David that that blocked missed extra point changes like the squares so much <laughs> it does I mean if you're a square player we had somebody here I'll, I'll leave out the names but mm-hmm. we had one of the uh, behind the scenes guys yesterday and those guys by the way did a great job during the uh, live broadcast but he came over complaining for lack of a better term he had he had nine nine and he's like, that's the worst. Just kill me now. These are the worst numbers in the history. Nine. Now, and the other question is, now, everybody, everybody's got different rules. So, like, did anybody squares pay 9-9 nine, nine, even though the game wasn't over? 
At the end of the game, at the end of regulation, the score was nine nine. The last number for each team. That's crazy. Okay, nine nine. So, and you, the only way you get there is with that blocked extra point. That's a good point. I didn't think of it that way. All right, we got a lot to get to. We got the pick six coming up. There were other things that happened over the weekend that were headlines. We probably will get a lot of time to talk about, but they were shocking in some cases. Bulls lose to Orlando. That wasn't a shocker. That was Saturday night. Steph Curry had one of the greatest moments of the NBA season on Saturday night. The three-pointer with 3.6 seconds left or 3.3 left. Caitlin Clark scoreless in the fourth quarter yesterday for Iowa. They lose to Nebraska. They get court-stormed again. But this story caught me, stopped me dead in my tracks. The Chicago Marathon record setter this year, Kelvin Kiptum, 24-year-old Kenyan, killed while running in Kenya by, in a car accident. Shocking, tragic, and just terrible. 24 years old, Kelvin Kiptum, dies over the weekend. He won the Chicago Marathon. I was in front of him in the lead car watching him make, set a world record on these streets in this city. And that was a shocking news development and headline over the weekend. Where our focus is going to be on the Super Bowl. Our focus is going to be on the Bears' takeaways. Our focus is going to be on football because this is a football Monday after the Super Bowl and the Chiefs become a dynasty. All right here, Molly out. It's Molly. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 the score. The Pick 6 is next. It's Pick 6 with Mully and Haw, where we debate the top six sports stories of the day and then open it up to you, the Chicago sports fan. Call us at 312-644-6767, or you can tweet your thoughts at Mully Haw. Pick 6 with Mully and Haw starts now. How do you feel about calling the Chiefs a dynasty now that they've won three Super Bowls since Patrick Mahomes became their starting quarterback in 2018? How many do you think Mahomes, who is 28, will finish with? Does it still hurt to consider such things given the way the Bears made a historical blunder by passing on him and choosing Mitch Trubisky instead? It's always going to hurt. It's always going to hurt. Doesn't it? 
I mean, he was there. And then he wasn't. And then it was Mitch's time. And then he went 10th. And he reminded you that he went 10th when he starred uh, for the Chiefs at Soldier Field that one night a couple years ago. Thought it's going to sting a little bit more. He's 28. He's got three. Conservative estimates. Conservative estimates. He's going to have five. He's going to win five titles. You want to get crazy? He could probably match Brady. He's the most athletic, he's the most skilled quarterback who's ever lived. I don't know if he's going to be the greatest ever because we evaluate things by championships, but I do have no problem saying that he is the most gifted quarterback alive, maybe ever. The Chiefs, three and five, that's a dynasty. Four and six did it here, or three and six in Chicago. We called the Hawks a dynasty, as I said. And what happened last night was even more about the Mahomes gave more fodder to people who called Mahomes the best ever. This was like Jordan with the Bulls. Brady with the Patriots. Picasso with the paintbrush. Taylor Swift with a breakup song. This was the greatest at what he does, doing it again. History, poetry, theater. You can't beat greatness, and the 49ers sure couldn't. No, and I just don't understand how the Vegas oddmakers keep giving Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs points. And then at halftime, down 10-3, to they were plus 300. Plus 300 to come back and win that game. So hopefully you sprinkle a little bit on that. But I have finally, not until I read this question last night, David, when you shared it with me, did I, I didn't even think about Mitch Trubisky one second last night. And I didn't think for one second about what could have been with the Bears and Patrick Mahomes. I didn't. I, I, I didn't. I, because it's so beyond that now. After the first one, right. yes. But we're, we're now already talking about <laughs> drafting the guy who replaced Mitch Trubisky mm-hmm. with another guy who some people are trying to compare on a college level to Patrick Mahomes. I think the biggest question with Patrick Mahomes, and I'm with you, I, I think there's a couple more there. Okay, there's a couple more there. Andy Reid said he's coming back. Travis Kelsey said he's coming back, so they're gonna they're gonna bring. Now the question is, can they can they keep the defense, you know, can they keep the defense together? Um, will Mahomes play for another team? As like every great quarterback that has won yeah. basically has, right? Uh, Troy Aikman did. Troy Aikman didn't. Troy Aikman played. Aikman did not. He played all his games. Right. But uh, like uh, he but, ended with three. But everybody else, like in this, in the modern, the modern times, modern era, the the, the games that you and I and Brandon yeah. watched, like they've all, the, the the great quarterbacks have always gone somewhere else. And I wonder, like you know, following Brady, like Manning, if, Brady. If Brady, if Brady had stayed, like here's what we'll never know: if Brady hadn't left New England, would he have gotten one more in New England with that group? Right? I, we we do, that that's something you can never find out, but. I'm more curious if Mahomes ends up eventually leaving the Chiefs to play somewhere else. Now, I thought about it. When he scored that last touchdown, I did think, like, man, it would have been amazing to see him in a Bears uniform. It did cross my mind. It, it did. I, I, I can't lie on that. I mean, could he get close to where Brady is at? I mean, I already looked at the odds right now. The Chiefs are right now have the second-best odds behind the 49ers to win the Super Bowl again. So that means they're the, and they're the best AFC team to get there. So, I mean, they could do it again. I mean, three-peat. I mean, we are looking at 
a dynasty when we're looking at this Chiefs team right now. And who would have thought it, too? Because after the Patriots, I thought, like, oh, it's going to be a lot more parody now. And On it, Christmas Day, they got blown out by the Raiders. And then it changed. And you can say this, too. Even with this offense of the Chiefs right now, it's, it's probably his worst offense that Mahomes had. Yeah. And the fact that he led this team to, to win the Super Bowl just shows how amazing he is. 28 years old, I mean – I mean, the sky is the limit for Patrick, like Patrick Mahomes. And it, like you said it before, David, it reminds you, to me, I grew up watching the back end of that Bulls three-peat. It, it, it reminded me of that, like it, Jordan-esque type performance that Patrick Mahomes had in that Super Bowl. I'm not talking necessarily about a pick six or something like that. Voice of Brad Biggs, he's here at 7 a.m. Do you think Kyle Shanahan regrets kicking a 27-yard field goal on fourth and four from the nine in the overtime rather than going for the touchdown? Do you think Shanahan regrets taking the ball to begin the overtime? Do you think Shanahan is tired of answering questions about what went wrong at Super Bowl losses? This is the third time he's done it, and I don't know if it's coincidence or you start to wonder about his role in these things. He's a great head coach. He called some plays. The Juwan Jennings double pass, and boy, you know, then you, the flea flicker that worked, that never works, and then it works. Then it's a touchdown. Boy, that's a great call by, by Kyle Shanahan. Does everything right. He's a stud. Smartest coach. His dad and all this stuff. And then overtime comes. And then you're like, what are you doing? I I know some texters are pushing back at the idea. I don't think you want the ball. I think you want the options. You want to know what you have to do with the ball. You want to know what you're – you trust your defense. Trust your defense to get an opening stop. I just don't know if that is the smart football decision. I'm sure we'll have people who have different points of view and numbers to support both sides. But I do think fourth and four from the nine, when you're playing Patrick Mahomes – Everything changes about your rationale. I wonder how Kyle Shanahan slept on that decision. Fourth and four at the end of a very long 13-play drive, yeah, you'd probably take the points because what if you don't? What if you go for a touchdown or a first down and you fall short and then all they got to do is give, you know, get past midfield and Butker's automatic? And then you lose the Super Bowl because of your daring and expertise. I don't know, but if you're Kyle Shanahan, you've rolled the dice all season long. Do you stop trusting your gut? in the Super Bowl in overtime on fourth down. I wonder what Dan Campbell would have done. I found myself wondering what Dan Campbell would have done. And I don't know that I want to compare Dan Campbell and Kyle Shanahan, but I do think it's different. And when you're having that kind of luck in Super Bowls, I wonder if you do something dramatic to change it. And he didn't. And I think the 49ers got what they deserved. Well, I'm sure he's sick of answering questions about what went wrong at the end of Super Bowl losses. I'm sure he's. I'm sure that that's for sure. I think we can all agree on that. Um, this is something that's going to be talked about for a very long time about the taking the ball in the overtime. But again, it's different. It's new. So I don't know the analytics what they could tell you when there's nothing to right. I mean, this is this this is a first. There, there's no way on fourth and four that he could have went for it. No way. You couldn't. You couldn't do that. You could. You. You couldn't. You, he would have been. We would do a week of radio if he had done that. And they. What it, if they made it? Uh-huh. What if they made it? What, what if they made it with McCaffrey on a screen pass? He gets five or he scores. You're like, oh, genius. Well, I'd say I would have screamed out onions. That's He's what I would have. Smarter done. than his dad. I would have screamed out onions. What a stud.
I mean, of course he regrets it. I mean, they lost. But at the same time, though, I, I just didn't think Kyle Shanahan trusts Purdy in that moment. That's just what I think. I think he just want to play it safe and trust his defense to say, you know what? We can kind of contain Mahomes. Worst case scenario, they might maybe get a field goal on us. But, I mean, he's Patrick Mahomes, and he obviously showed something different in that one. But I, I would say this. The only thing that I looked at this when I was questioning was the fact that he decided to take the ball starting overtime. That was the one that I was like, I would have I deferred on that one. That I mean, I feel like that defense to me is a lot more special than the 49ers offense. It's talent all around. But I would have trust that defense more than the offense in that one. And I think that's what Cal Shanahan hurt itself to me in that one. I do wonder, as texters are pointing out, fairly, how tired that defense was. And did he know more than we did about that level of fatigue? Because you don't get that much time between the, you know, maybe the end of regulation. I, I don't, I'm not quite sure, but I, I just wonder if he felt like his defense was not ready to get back on the field. You got to give me an easier question than that, Doug. How shocked were you in the first half when Travis Kelsey bumped his coach, Andy Reid, on the sideline and started yelling in Reid's face? How should Reid have responded? And do you think Reid rides off into the sunset rather than return for that hassle? We know he removed out. Andy Reid's coming back. Why would he leave? Why would you leave with Patrick Mahomes in his prime? You're ready to go back to the Super Bowl. You're ready to three-peat. Start printing the T-shirts, copywriting and trademarking the, the slogans. It, it's it's bound to happen. And I don't even know who's going to have a better offseason. And I know Lamar Jackson's the MVP, and I know all those things. But you're Andy Reid. Why wouldn't you come back? Travis Kelsey, come on. You've got every reason to be happy with everything in your life. What are you doing bumping your coach? Punk move, bad move. I mean, control yourself. You can yell, you can scream, you can do all the things you did when you won the Super Bowl on the podium. You want to do your Beastie Boys tribute? Go ahead. You want to do Viva Las Vegas three times and make people cringe when you're talking? Go ahead. But don't bump your coach. Come on, Travis Sprewell. There's no room in pro sports for athletes to go after their coaches. Andy Reid took it like a pro. He's going to, but that was uncalled for, unnecessary, and... Uh, Deserved more than he got in terms of an apology. They won. All's well the all, all's well the go whatever. It ends well. But I think it was a bad look for everybody. Well, it definitely got the biggest reaction to the group of people that I was watching the game with in the first half. That that was that that was that moment in the first half got the biggest reaction. Even bigger reaction than the flea flicker trick play that scored the touchdown. The the, the bumping Kelsey Kelsey bumping the coach. Um, and, and he was mad. The reason he was mad. For those that don't know, at least how they explained it, when Pacheco fumbled the ball, Kelsey wasn't on the field for that play, like based on the personnel. I don't, I mean, why would, unless Travis Kelsey waves his hand over to the sideline and says, I need a breather, like it's the last game of the season. Why would Travis Kelsey ever not be on the field? Yes. Let me ask you a question How would he have made a difference on the fumble? Well, maybe, maybe he would. Maybe they would have called a play instead of to Pacheco, to him. I, I, I'm not quite sure, David, but I'm just saying that was the the, the the rationale given. How dare you not put me on the field to recover the fumble? I mean, come on. 
I mean, I, I'm kind of with Dustin on this. I'm not normally with him on that, but I'm with him. I feel like, I mean, who's the number one option on this Chiefs offense? It's it's Travis Kelsey. So outside of that, then it's Pacheco. So I'm, I'm sure he's up there telling them it's loud. It's the Super Bowl. A lot of emotions. I think he went a little bit too far, a little bit with a little bump. I don't. That's why I'm like, okay, it's a little bit. It would have been something if he would have failed, too. On top of that, he had to compose himself a little bit in that one. But I feel like he just wanted to be out there on the field. It's the Super Bowl. It's the last game. Hey, I, the you know, made the play. Like you said, the play probably would have been different. It probably would have went to Travis Kelsey and not Pacheco. So I think that was, you know, emotions are a little bit too high in this one. It's the Super Bowl. And that's why I, I give him a pass, and they, and they kind of all played it out. Kind of like it's not a big deal. Uh, we're all friends. We love each other. Yeah, I was just telling him some, giving some advice. Come on. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a big question. Are there any big picture or other football takeaways from Super Bowl Fifty Eight that the Bears can use, or you'll hear referenced as the monumental offseason continues? You might, but there are light years between where the 49ers and Chiefs are and where the Bears sit currently. We're in the first day of what promises to be a monumental offseason for the Bears in the NFL. be a lot of movement, a lot of stuff going on. Already you see Hassan Redick is uh, uh, requesting a trade from the Eagles. Get out of that. I mean, how about picking up the phone call of Ryan Pulse? What's it going to take? But I think when you look at takeaways, obviously you're going to strain to find them. But if you look hard enough, the Chiefs defense was outstanding. That's the most overlooked aspect of all this praise we're going to heap on Patrick Mahomes. Steve Spagnuolo did it again. He came after Brock Purdy, came after the 49ers, and you look at how they limited them in terms of points. 22 points against that offense with all those weapons, a very good showing. Disguised and confused them with blitzes, and defense can win a championship. But you also need an elite quarterback. So that combination is what the Bears can look at. Hey, we got one of those. We got a we got a defense that can get us there. Top five. We got a we have a Mahomes and training wheels in Caleb Williams that we're gonna draft. We're gonna go that route. So if you want to strain to find a takeaway, it's the combination of an elite defense and a difference making quarterback at the elite level that outweighs a better roster with quality depth. This argument about what to do with Justin Fields and you trade down and you get all the pieces and you surround him, Justin Fields with all these weapons. Yeah, then there's the 49ers. Maybe. You have a good, complete roster. No holes in your depth chart. You feel good about your 53. But you know what? doesn't matter if you have the right quarterback to offset that, to outweigh that. When you find that guy, you lean into it. When you get that defense, you complement that. That's complimentary football. Find your elite quarterback, build your elite defense, win a Super Bowl. Well, everybody wants a Patrick Mahomes. And maybe Caleb Williams is the next closest thing to it out there. You know, the, the question stand, you know, can Justin Fields stand on the football field as the quarterback of the Bears and have the confetti fall down on him? It, 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 can that happen? And I wonder if the 49ers, maybe not today, but this morning or next week. You know, like, I, I, now, they didn't lose because of Brock Purdy. They didn't. But 
they didn't win because of Brock Purdy either. Mm. I'm saying, can, can you upgrade? Can you do better? They mm. have a window, right? They, they have The 49ers have a window. Christian McCaffrey can only be in so many more, as you would call them, car accidents, if you will, right? George Kittle can only take so many more poundings. Eventually, that defense and Fred Warner are going to get older. So what you know, are they going to try? You know, are they going to go? Who's... <laughs> Who's going to be the quarterback for the 49ers in game one next year? I, I think that's a wildly interesting question. I like it. I mean, Dustin hit it right on the head. I mean, to me, that was a key takeaway. Like, who's next? Who's going to be the quarterback for the 49ers? And to me, this comes down to me is you got to get special at quarterback. That's what the takeaway for me was. You got to get a guy to me, if you always want to be in the running for Super Bowl talks, Normally, the best teams have most likely a top five, maybe top ten quarterback in the NFL. And you got to get that. Could Justin Fields be that? Maybe. Who knows? You know, but Caleb Williams is, from what others are saying, has potential to be top five or one of the ones. As they're saying, generational. That's that's the word that they're throwing around there for. Now, could he be? I mean, it, that could be the case, too. But I, I feel like you have to get special at quarterback and that, to me, is the, the biggest takeaway of it all. I think that's the biggest question for the Bears. That's the voice of Dan Pompey. He's here at 745. On Saturday, Ian Rappaport reported that the Bears would require a, quote, insane haul to trade that number one pick, making it seem unlikely. On Sunday, Adam Schefter of the Four Letter Network reported that the Bears had conversations about drafting Caleb Williams and keeping Justin Fields, though called it, quote, hard to imagine. What's your reaction to both of those national reports? My reaction is the Bears are playing this properly, that they are providing leaks to the right guys to make it seem like they are still open for business, but it's going to take a deal that blows them away. This is consistent with the message Ryan Poles has sent. I don't quite know, or at least I did not expect, the Schefter part of the report. I don't think it's a good idea to draft Caleb Williams and keep Justin Fields I think that shows diminished faith in both guys. I don't know what purpose it would serve except for to protect you from injury. That's always going to be a reality. But I also think you don't do that because of the odd dynamics it would create for your rookie quarterback. It would not put him in a position that would be most conducive to winning, to succeeding, and to adjusting. Because if Justin Fields stays, Caleb Williams walks into a locker room where he's the most. He, Justin Fields is the most popular guy in there. DJ Moore, Colt Komet, they all reiterated their faith in, in Justin Fields last week in Vegas, making the rounds on Radio Row. That would be a disastrous outcome, I think. And that would not be the best path for them to pursue. What Ian Rappaport did, I think, was summarize things as we head into this offseason. Let everyone know where things stand. The Bears need a historic haul or an offer that would be historically good. Don't think they're going to get it. Don't think they want to take it. But I do think that's where the stakes are. So both things are very interesting, and it sets the table and the stage for what promises to be of one of the most memorable off-seasons in recent memory. Anything is possible. That, that's what this screams. Anything is possible. The Bears are open for business. The Bears are using the reporters to get out the messages that they want to get out. But, but I, I've never – we, we have I, – I don't know how many of them have made it to the air a lot – but how many that I've screened over here, David, we've had at least a thousand calls 
about this very topic, about drafting Caleb Williams and keeping Justin Fields, and then you trade the other guy. Well, the tra- Justin Fields' trade value, assuming that that's who you're going to trade, is higher now than it would be then. Everybody knows you don't need two quarterbacks like that. You're going to have to pay two quarterbacks like that. You don't. Well, what, you, you, we, people laugh about the idea that you could get a second or a first-round pick for Justin Fields. Well, what do you think you would get for Justin Fields if you draft Caleb Williams and Caleb Williams is clearly the better quarterback and now you want to trade Justin Fields? What are you getting for Nothing. him? Nothing. A seventh? Yeah. I, I am serious. Yeah. What are you getting? So th- that that's why this that's why that would never work. And the idea of oh make make him into an athlete, make make him into a you know what the what the Taysom Saints Hill. have what the Saints he's have not right. Hill. No, he's not. He's a starting quarterback. He's a starting quarterback. So that's why I do think there's a real possibility that somewhere at the bottom of the first round or early in the second round you could move Justin Fields. Yeah, I, I hate that whole logic of making Fields like an athlete or something like that, or Taysom Hill type. I don't like that. Um, but going to the reports, not shocked hearing that, that they need a like a historic, insane haul for the number one pick. It, it is a little weird, like hat drafting Caleb, keeping Fields. It, it's just, to me, it just doesn't make sense at all. I get it. All options are open. Polls are saying the right thing. So, None of this, all this reporting to me, is it's not too shocking to me. I think Ryan Poles is playing it the right way and how it should be. This will be a pick six. There's your ball game. In a letter sent to the Bears season ticket holders this past Friday, naturally, team president Kevin Warren updated fans on the offseason and the stadium project while also informing them of an 8% ticket price increase for a team that won just seven games. Is this just sports fan inflation, or is it a price hike that's galling under the current circumstances? I think Kevin Warren also included in that letter that it's going to be an enclosed stadium. So he removed any doubts in case any existed. But the Bears are going to be playing indoors in the near future. Bear weather will be a myth, something that we wax poetic about in the good old days. So that was part of it as well. 8% for a seven-win team. I can see why people would bristle. I can see why it doesn't look good. I can see why the optics are terrible. I do think it's part of life as a sports fan that everything is going to cost more. It's going to cost more to park. It's going to cost more to eat. It's going to cost more to drink. And it's going to cost more to watch. I don't think it. you have the right to complain. I give You pay what you pay for season tickets. You have the right to grouse and to ask and to demand things. That's why you boo on Sunday when they go three and out for the fourth time in a row. That's why you say what you want. You know, you chant Justin Fields' name on his last game as a Bear, perhaps. It buys you that right. It costs more than ever now to be a Bears fan. And God knows you've been through a lot. So if you're upset about it, you have every right to do, to, to act however you want to. But I just think it's a fact of life these days. Yeah, you take the good, you take the bad, and there you have the facts of life, right? And that how the, that <laughs> yeah. how the, how the song Thank went. Thank you, Mrs. Garrett. Yeah, is that how is that how the song went back in the day? If you want that shiny new toy, which is a new stadium, and I think a lot of fans want that shiny new toy that is a new stadium, and if you want to draft a quarterback with the number one pick, it all costs money. Or, or if you're or at some point the bear, at some point the Bears are going to have to pay a quarterback. In the $25, $30, $40 million range. Well, guess how you get some of that money? By charging the fans. Okay, 
guess what? You don't have to you don't have to continue to be a season ticket holder. But now more than ever, nobody wants to get off that season ticket list because of the potential new stadium. Right. Because now all of a sudden the 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 the, the resale value of tickets when that new stadium because everybody's gonna want to get in there at least once. Everybody's gonna want to have one afternoon or evening at the at the new Bears Stadium, Soldier Field North or Soldier Field uh, west, whichever direction they end up going from the current Soldier Field. I'm with you, David and Dustin. Like, I just feel like with this, I mean, everyone wants that new stadium. So I'm not shocked to see that this increase went up. And I wouldn't be surprised if next year it goes up because now, even with their wins, we're in a high demand. Look, number one pick we have right now. We have the new stadium coming up. With all that being said, yeah, I'm gonna raise. I'm gonna raise it. Yes, is it frustrating for Bears season ticket holders? Yes, but at the same time, it to me it makes sense overall. I, I'm not shocked seeing this just because of the fact that new stadium is just right in the backgrounds, waiting for everyone. So I'm not shocked by this at all. That is the pick six this morning. The top stories of the day. What'd you think? about the Super Bowl commercials this year. What was your favorite? What would you think of the halftime show? Did you stand up and start dancing in your living room with Usher when he took his shirt off? What did you think about the overall presentation of the Super Bowl? We'll address that next in the Extra Point. It's Mullen Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Set up this Extra Point. It's time for the Extra Point with Mullen Haw on 670 The Score. Did you have a favorite commercial? Did you like the halftime show by Usher? And what was your favorite pregame or postgame moment that helped keep Twitter or X a buzz? There's a lot there. We'll keep talking about this throughout the show, our favorites and things we liked and didn't like because it's an entire you know, day-long experience. But in terms of the commercials, there's some funny ones. There's some overdone ones. My favorite was the best story. The best story. Kia got me. If you're a parent, if you have a kid, you're watching the dad driving away from his daughter's figure skating competition. There's an empty seat. Who's it belong to? Grandpa. Grandpa's not there. So where are they going to go? They're going to take the electric car through the snow. They're going to plug in lights in the electric car. They're going to set up an outdoor skating rink. I wonder how long it took that to put together. Grandpa's got some cash. Doesn't matter. Grandpa's got the outdoor skating rink. And they perform for Grandpa. He looks through the window. There's condensation. And what does he give his granddaughter? A 10. Oh, my gosh. Waterworks. That was it. That was the best commercial on Super Bowl Sunday. All right. So keep that. Thank you, Brandon, for that music. Kind of put me in a more sedate frame of mind. Usher was good at halftime. I liked Usher. I know you're probably not supposed to like Usher. I'm supposed to be like, okay, you're not in the demo that likes Usher, so you should be grouchy and crabby and what, you know, what's Usher doing? He's so dated. Eh, I like him. I like his energy. Uh, he, didn't need to go, he, didn't, he didn't need to go Jason Kelsey on me. Keep, keep your shirt on, Usher. I mean, come on. He didn't need to go that. Um, I liked the halftime show. Uh, pre-game and post-game, I thought pre-game, CBS did an outstanding job. The CBS post-game show, pre-game show was outstanding. Post-game, way too much Travis Kelsey yelling. Way too much. The Viva Las Vegas stuff, knock it off. Come on, man. And, and we'll get to Romo because I thought Romo actually had a day that didn't cause me to want to reach for the mute. And that alone is progress. 
So speaking of Usher, Usher was part of uh, my favorite uh, commercial, which was talking like walking. Right. <laughs> it's the real deal. 100%. Electric. It's the real deal. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. Enjoy your coffee. So that was uh, that one got the biggest laugh out That's of me good. and the group That's that good. the group that I was with. Um, David, the group I was with, we actually had the opposite like reaction. I mean, it, it was a like a tearjerker, but like so unrealistic. Like, <laughs> I mean, like really, like come on, it's a commercial. I, What's realistic about commercials? Okay, I'm just saying. Like, I, I was just like that. That was a little. That was a little like over the top. <laughs> like, I guess you need to be able to afford an electric car to be able to pull that off. All right, around my party that I was at, uh-huh. the, the talk of the commercials was Verizon and Beyonce. Broke the internet again. Oh, it's coming in really fast. Yeah, it's Verizon 5G. The network is crazy powerful. I bet you can't break that. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I can. And I'm... she did break the internet because <laughs> she kind of dampered on Usher's performance a little bit. I, I mean, granted... It, she, dropped, she stole the show. She stole the show because yes. she dropped two songs during the Super Bowl. Everybody, all the ladies at our party, stopped what they was doing to make sure they was listening to the Beyonce song, which is a country-themed, I think, part two of Renaissance. So she has two songs she dropped. The ladies were playing that in the background as the Super Bowl was, like, playing in the second half. And I was just like, she stole the show. Now they're talking about her. And now it made Usher... Drop down to me the third biggest <laughs> entertainer because you got Taylor Swift, then yeah. you got Beyonce, then Usher. Now, overall, I think Usher did, I think he did well. He played all the songs that me personally, I like. I know you don't like the shirt off. I mean, to me, I like that's typical Usher. Did to you me. expect that? Was that on, that I was on expecting brand? that. That's yeah. on brand for him. Okay. Sex symbols. He takes off his shirt a lot. So yeah. I expect all that. Okay. So that didn't surprise the, the pregame stuff was amazing. I loved everything about it. It was awesome. Post-game stuff, I'm kind of with you, but I kind of expected it. I'm like, it's going to be a lot of Travis Kelsey. I wish it was more Patrick Mahomes in there, but it, Travis Kelsey obviously, you know, stole the show. It was all about him. I I didn't want to particularly hear it too much because I like I know it exactly what he was going to do. Yeah, and say. I know. It was kind of like on brand for him, but totally. I mean, it is what it is. WWE, a lot of screaming. Anthem wasn't bad. It wasn't memorable. It was like, eh. Next year at this time, we're not going to be like, do you remember Reba McIntyre's version of the anthem? And it went way over the total, if anybody Because she added cares. something to the end, a little, little finish with a flourish, right? She, I mean, if you took the over, you won because she added a little something to the end. I don't think it was memorable, though, right? No. And, they, and like, I felt like all that stuff was rushed. Boom, did, boom, 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 boom. It did seem a little rushed. Yeah. Now, I'm being... 469 says that I am a sucker of capitalistic manipulation. The best commercial was Uber Eats. Uber Eats was a really good commercial. You know who dominated the commercials? Timu. A lot of Timu commercials. A lot of Timu. A lot of Timu. I think the Sarah V, Michael Sarah, that, that was a good one. The lotion uh, commercial. I liked that. There were other things that were easy to like. I'm always a sucker for the Budweiser with the Clydesdales. I, that's always I, I always fall for that one. Anything with it's the Clydesdales. So old fashioned, right? I, I, that, I guess that's it's even just old fashioned for me. Nostalgic. It's just nostalgic. It is nostalgic. It's, it's part of it. It seems like it's it's not a Super Bowl without like a Clydesdale commercial. Yeah, I I, I suppose. So Usher Usher did. You know, you're right, Brandon, because. He was like the third 
most talked about celebrity from Vegas in terms of the entertainment industry. Did you think that they did a, a, a responsible job of showing Taylor Swift and they didn't overdo it? I thought it was okay. I, I thought too. it was fine. It was they it. didn't overdo it. They did exactly what I expected. Now the pregame, I did see some of the pregame yeah. and they played their music. A lot of Taylor Swift. A lot, Every, of, Taylor lot Swift. of Taylor Swift. Yeah, they they leaned into it a little bit. I loved the fact I don't know if it was on the broadcast or if I was following on social media. They didn't show it too much, but she was chugging a beer. Did you see that? Saw the chug, yeah. Wow. I did see that. Taylor was having fun. For somebody who just had a back to back to back to back concert extravaganza in Tokyo, got on a flight 13 hours. I know she was just a fan, but good for her. She made it. So just sticking with me, uh, the props. So I had heard the over-under for her being shown was four and a half. During the game, it went way over. Way over. Way over. I'm glad it did. I got a kick out of seeing her react in real time. I don't think that was an act. I think that's who she is. Yep. I want to believe that's who she is. I think she's, I think she's, I think she's real. I, I do, too. I, I think she's real. I think she's more real than, than, than her boyfriend. I think her boyfriend, I have more problems with the boyfriend than her. I wonder what's going to happen now they could actually spend time together. She's going to realize, what am I doing well, here? Like, will, he, will, he go, will he hit the road with her? I don't right? know. Like, we're, 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 I'll have to look. We'll have to look. I'll look during the break. We'll see where, 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 the, <laughs> I don't heiress, know. where the heiress tour takes her next. After that uh, postgame performance, I'm not sure that she would want him on the road. But, hey, you can't stop true love. Let's see where that one goes. All right, what did you think of the Super Bowl? The commercials, the performance, the dynasty. Let us know. 312-644-6767. Molly and Haw, Molly out today. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. Yeah, um, I mean, they brought zero and was trying to get the ball to JJ. Um, that's what was hurting me, just knowing that. Yeah, we're going to execute the field goal, trusting Jake and all the guys on special teams. But um, obviously their offense is, is really good. Mahomes is really good. And you just don't want to give an opportunity, you know, um, to go down and win the game off, off a touchdown. So um, when I wasn't able to connect with him, it just it hurt. Welcome back. It's Mully and Haas, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. Mully out today talking Super Bowl. Obviously Brock Purdy regre- sounds regretful of – the decision or the way the final drive went in overtime. 13 plays, and they have to settle for three. Fourth and four from the nine. They kicked the field goal. I get that. Brock Purdy, though, could he have made a better play before that? Could he have made the connection in the end zone to score a touchdown? I think he's talking about that. You hear the disappointment in his voice is obvious. Dustin asked a really good question. 312-644-6767. want to get to your phone calls. I want to address this first. Dustin asked a question that a lot of people are wondering. Did Brock Purdy do enough to win that game or more to the point? If you're a 49er fan, after today and the loss, you know, you start to move on mentally, start to get over it eventually. What do you do at quarterback? Do you feel like you have to do something at quarterback? Did Brock Purdy do enough to keep his job? I think he did. I went into this game saying and believing Brock Purdy had the most pressure on him than anybody that walked into that building because of what was at stake. If he throws three picks and his passer rating is 57, it's an easy call. You move on. Kirk Cousins, how much do you want? We're moving on. Or whatever trade you want to make, we're moving on. Justin Fields, moving on. I think Brock Purdy would not be the answer, even though that's unfair, grossly unfair. 
But he didn't do that. He didn't do that. He completed 23 of 38 passes. 255 yards. A touchdown. Passer rating 89.3. You'd like it better than that. You'd like him to go downfield a little bit more. You'd like it to be a little more accurate. He left some plays on the field. Brock Purdy's not the reason you are lamenting a loss this morning. Brock Purdy was one of the reasons you're there. He was an MVP finalist. You're going to replace him? You have weapons. Could you do better? Maybe. I like everything Brock Purdy offers as a quarterback. I'm not ready to say automatically go to the upgrade. I don't think that's fair. Dustin has a different opinion maybe. What do you think, Dustin? I think they're going to talk about it. I think they're definitely going to they're definitely something you have to talk about because think of some of the guys that might be available to you. Kirk Cousins, first guy, right? He's the first he's the first guy. Now we we all have, you know, being NFC North predominant here, right? You know, the jokes about, you know, he's great at noon, he's not great at 3, he's not great at the They dark were going to go to they wanted Cousins back when he was available leaving Washington before he went to the Vikings, I believe. Right. They wanted to pair him with Shanahan. So that's that that's the one that just if he if Kirk Cousins is the quarterback to the 49ers win that game last night. <laughs> that's such an unfair do, question. Do, do they win if Tom if they had if they had That's if, such an unfair question. Do they win if Tom, maybe Tom Brady maybe Greg Olson will still be calling the Super Bowl for Fox because Tom Brady's going to come out of retirement well, boy, for the 49ers. If that's the case, I would I would sacrifice Purdy if that meant Olson stays in the booth. See you, Brock. Thanks for the memories. Bring Olson back. Let's start the petition. Score listener line powered by BetQL. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Let's start the conversation with Bob, who's in Woodstock. Bob, welcome, Molly and Haw. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, uh, the game yesterday, home, uh, you know, Mahomes does what Mahomes does. The ending didn't surprise me. But I got to tell you, Brock Purdy, I don't understand the, the disrespect he gets. It's his second year in the league. First time in the Super Bowl, I thought he handled himself very well. I thought the, the changer in the game was um, Kansas City's cornerbacks uh, and safeties played great. They knocked a couple well-thrown balls away, one in the end zone that could have been a touchdown. I thought that was the difference, but I thought Brock Party handled himself well. Thanks for the phone call. I don't disagree. 815, thought Purdy missed too many throws in the end zone. He's too short. 847. Purdy couldn't hit the deep ball. I agree on that. I thought they would go deep more often or try it more with a little bit more success. They weren't able to pull that off for whatever reason. They don't really have the guy that takes the top off the defense, as they say. You know, Ayuk's great. Debo's great. They're both very similar, though. They are very good uh, intermediate routes. They're very good, you know, short routes, yards after the catch. I don't know who the speedster is. You need a deep threat, and you need Purdy to be able to deliver the football. Let's go back to the phone lines. Jeff is on the Odyssey app. Good morning, Jeff. Welcome to Mullion Haw. Hey, guys. Uh, i got a problem with the uh, philosophy you're talking about on the overtime. Mm-hmm. I think you do take the ball um, because of the rule mm-hmm. that you are got to play defense either way, and then the defense fails. But if they score and then the other team goes down and scores the same way, then the next score, you win the game, if you, and you want to be the third possession then. And either way, like I said, you're, you have to play defense either way. 
So if you if you kick the field goal and they kick the field goal. You do, but you also that, offensively know how aggressive you have to be. Thank you for the phone call, Jeff. It is a good debate. I'll grant you that. I just feel like when you take the ball and then you don't know what you're up against. So you may settle. Settle is the right verb there. Settle for a field goal on fourth and four from the nine. If you have to score a touchdown, you're pulling out your best fourth and four play. And you got four weapons. You got the better roster. You got the better talent. We've been talking about it for all week, all year. So you don't do that because you're going to kick the field goal and trust your defense. I don't know if that was the wisest move. I think you can defend both arguments. But I think in this case, at the Super Bowl, you want your defense on the field unless it was just gassed. Unless, you know, Nick Bosa went up to Steve Wilkes, who went up to Kyle Shanahan and said, we're gassed. We got nothing left. And Fred Warner's nodding his head and, and grabbing for the, the, the mask. And he's like, okay, we got nothing left. But if you're there, you're beaten, I think. I would have I definitely not taken the ball. But it's a good debate. You know who will have an opinion on that, I guarantee it. Brad Biggs. Big's time next. It's Big's time next. It's Mullion Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, six seventy. The score. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest five G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.